Hello and welcome to the new podcast about my book, Attempting Local. Attempting Local follows my journey as I explore Ireland, surf the waves of the North Atlantic, hike the country's rugged mountains, and travel throughout Europe, all while striving toward a master's degree. It's an extremely honest account of how tough it can be to leave everything behind and move abroad, though it simultaneously demonstrates the beauty of a life of solo travel. Episode number seven, Sense of Self. Entry number 15, October 28th, 2018. 63 days since moving to Galway. Entry title, a delayed update. It's been a while, journal. So much has happened. So many thoughts have raced through my mind. Too many conversations about leaving or staying have taken place. At many points, I've wanted to quit, to throw in the towel. I still do sometimes, but I've realized why I'm here. Sure, it's for the degree, but it's also to learn about myself. What truly matters to me. What my priorities are and how to organize them appropriately. How to create definable goals to one day attain. And I'm growing in the context of a new culture, intertwining myself with Ireland and its inhabitants. There's so much I want to say, but I don't know where to begin. I'm currently lying in bed, exhausted. What I can report is that you should, without hesitation, visit Ireland during Halloween, the country in which the holiday originated. I squirmed my way through the lively crowd to get a decent view of the Machnes Parade that took place earlier tonight. It was surreal, dreamlike. Massive puppets glided through the streets. Makeup-shrouded dancers swayed as if possessed by the spirit of Halloween. Stilt walkers strode longingly behind. I sat on a metal railing to better witness the unique event peering around a little girl on her father's shoulders. She as mystified by the scene as I was. The only better way to experience the Machnes Parade, I'm sure, would be through a child's eyes. Entry number 16. November 11th, 2018. 77 days since moving to Galway. Entry title, Rusty. It's 7.05 a.m. I woke up at 6.30 to relax a bit before preparing for our hike to the mid-Mamturks. Trevor and I booked our tickets with the NUI Galway Mountaineering Club for the day. It's my third hike this semester, his second. Before I began prepping, which has been postponed for this journal writing, I was reading The Pine Barrens by John McPhee. As I was, a memory raced into mind. A thought of a man in a cafe in a small snowy mountain town on top of Colorado. I believe his name was Dusty, a photographer by trade. I'd stopped in Crested Butte for the day during my two-week road trip throughout Utah and Colorado. It was early morning and not much was open except one breakfast place. It was beautiful inside and a single man sat at the bar. He was young and recovering from a hangover. We spoke and laughed for a while, but I admittedly can't remember much else. He departed after eating a large breakfast in an attempt to feel better, then an older man showed up. He donned glasses, was more plump than the younger man, and was gray around the edges. He couldn't have been beyond his earlier mid-fifties. Naturally, since we were now the only two patrons at the bar, we spoke. It seemed I, a stranger from the Midwest, had, not unhappily, interrupted his daily routine. He explained he was a photographer and that because he now worked from home, he had to get out of the house in the morning to keep a routine, to keep himself motivated throughout the day. That's why he went to that cafe, 
every morning. It was to knock off the rust and hold it at bay for another 24 hours. We spoke for some time as I ate, and we sipped coffee. He was such a humble man, but in an honest way. So it took him nearly an hour to admit the ornately framed photographs on the wall of the establishment were his. Each was similar in style, with a card for his name and the unit price adjacent to them. I was in the presence of a real, successful artist, and I would have never found out without stepping into that cafe, without being willing to have a conversation, by not wearing headphones or closing myself off. He and I enjoyed a real moment, and before I departed, he gave me his card. This memory stuck out so abruptly because it couldn't be more the opposite of my experience in Ireland. Because I'm not on vacation, I'm not traveling in the traditional sense to purely experience a culture, meet locals, visit landmarks. I'm living as a resident, focused on my obligations, uninspired to speak with those around me every time I go out, living life as a routine. It's so strange to think of. I'm in Ireland, yet I'm not traveling. Is that because of a lack of effort? Can I study a master's, perform my everyday duties, and still travel and experience local culture? I'm not sure. Some people seem to. Conversely, what's more local than establishing your own routines, your own rituals? I must remind myself that those habits that have formed in Galway are now guiding my actions. I'm led by the familiarity of this place. Is that not exactly what I've been striving to attain? Entry number 17, November 12th, 2018. 78 days since moving to Galway. Entry title, Pelted. Everyone ready? There's only one way we can go, up, our guide yelled over the howling wind, turning to face the rocky incline. Is he serious? Jess asked, genuinely concerned. It was apparent that he was, for he tucked his hands in his pockets, leaned forward, and lunged on. Jess, one of my digital marketing classmates, looked back at me through skeptical eyes. She quickly averted her gaze after receiving the wrath of the hail pelting her face. She too spun round and trudged onward. I supported her in her doubts. We'd been covered by a cloud only moments before. It had been raining intermittently for the hour or so that we had already hiked. Our party of seven was soaked, so we were considering our next move in the middle of what became a hailstorm. We were near the top of the ridgeline and completely exposed. Wind threatened to topple us, and the hail smacked like pellets from a BB gun. Ultimately, our fearless leader pushed on, giving us no choice but to follow sheep following their shepherd. The only difference was, our shepherd was leading us into the mouth of the wolf. The storm persisted for about 10 minutes, which seemed like an eternity. My gloves were dripping. At that point, they were doing me more harm than good. As I went to tug them off with my teeth, cold water ran into my mouth. It tasted like the snow I used to catch on my tongue as a child. The flavor was oddly comforting, considering the circumstances. My hands were blood red, shivering, my pinky on my left hand taking the full brunt of the wind and hail. I stuffed my soggy gloves into my jacket pockets and laid my clenched fists over top of them. In that instant, I had serious thoughts of hypothermia. We didn't know how long the storm would last or how much colder it would become during the ascent. We barely knew how much farther we had to hike, except that it was at least three more hours. All we did know was that we couldn't stop. Stopping made it too unbearable and much too cold. Of course though, the weather let up. 
In the west of Ireland, as on most mountaintops, weather conditions can change rapidly. A clear sky can turn to darkness, and darkness can turn to light, all in a matter of minutes. For us, the hail moved on, and the rain halted for a moment. Nevertheless, the clouds wouldn't leave for some time. We hiked for nearly another four hours before reaching the bus. We hiked through rain, hail, blistering wind, and various temperatures. But when we reached the tallest point in the mid-Mamturks, the clouds parted and the sun shone. It was brief, but we could see most of what we'd conquered. Multiple peaks, about five in number, and views of Connemara and the west coast of Ireland. Entry number 18, November 14th, 2018. 80 days since moving to Galway. Entry title, Not Myself. Tonight was the Real Rock Film Festival. Four films dedicated to climbing. Four films driven by the pushing of one's limitations and those of humankind. The movies were equal parts inspiring and hilarious, and the audience was fully invested. Everyone laughed together, shook their heads when the climbs were either too terrifying or too impressive, and all hollered when the projector failed mid-climax of the final film. After it all, members of the Mountaineering Club asked if I'd be down to go to the Sliding Rock pub. I thought it over, but ultimately decided to give in to the siren call of my bed. This is where I'm confused. I've never been one to turn down an invitation, a chance to get to know people. I thrive off conversation. But I'm nervous now, I'm lacking confidence. I want to meet new people, especially locals, but I'm too afraid to do it at times. I used to go out and do things on my own, purely in the hope of forming fresh bonds. I had that opportunity tonight, but chose not to accept the challenge. Am I just sad? Why am I pushing myself away from people? What am I really doing here? Is it just about the regiment? Getting up early for what? To read books, to write this journal? What's there to write about if I meet no one? If I'm closed off from those interactions that I'm so interested in experiencing, what the hell is wrong with me? I need to stop turning opportunities down. I need to talk to more people, be more of my old self. Hey everyone, I'm Cullen. Thank you for listening to episode number seven of my new book, Attempting Local. For now, episodes will be released every week and I'll update you if that changes. This novel took over two years to create, from the idea's inception to editing this final version. The endeavor first required about eight months of planning, applying, and test taking just to get accepted and then to prepare for university in Galway. I then worked through an arduous year-long accelerated master's program, all while traveling and experiencing the country, just to keep an entertaining and detailed, handwritten journal to share with others. Lastly, I had to transcribe all four physical journals onto my laptop, edit, re-edit, send to my editor Sarah, and send to publishers. And I'm still currently sending submissions in. This process has taken an immense amount of time and money, and I'm still working on the attempting local project. All I ask is, if you're passionate about this podcast, desire the information it provides, or just look forward to the fun listening experience that it offers, please go ahead and support it. Simply head to anchor.fm forward slash Cullen McNamara or visit patreon.com forward slash Cullen Mac. 
Your help and support will go a long way in keeping this podcast up and running. You'll fuel my ability to create and share this beautiful and timely piece of work with all of you. And hopefully, one day, this will finally get published in print. So thank you again and enjoy listening to Attempting Local, A Year Abroad in Galway, Ireland. Thank you.